She'd presented Sally and me with the schedule, a complicated chart that would allow us to heat the hot hors d'oeuvres at the proper oven temperature for each, transfer them to serving dishes, bring out the cold foods, and get everything to the table at exactly the correct time. Leaving us with that little task, she'd gone to pick up Ron's three sons, promising that they would be well-dressed and behaving as gentlemen. I've seen those kids in action enough to cringe at the idea of their presence, and I would be ready to bestow sainthood on Victoria if she could pull it off. Down in the kitchen, the oven timer pinged and I turned toward the stairs. Working to avoid a twisted ankle as I negotiated them in high heels. For a girl who is seldom seen in anything but jeans, t-shirt, and sneakers, this dress-up version was taking a little time to get used to. I grabbed oven mitts and retrieved the chicken skewers, consulting the chart to see what was supposed to happen next. Luckily, it looked as if we'd reached the end of our tasks, because everything seemed to happen at once. Two vehicles pulled into the parking lot behind our Victorian office building, Drake in his pickup truck, quickly followed by Victoria's blue PT cruiser. At the same moment, I heard the front door chime, Sally's cheery greeting, and at least three other voices I couldn't readily identify. Showtime. I met Drake at the back door with a kiss, a tray full of treats, and instructions to carry them to the table in the conference room. Don't take any, I warned with a slap to his hand. At least not until you've set them down. Outside, Victoria stepped from the car with the grace of Princess Diana, while strange boys in dark suits, with white shirts and ties, emerged from each of the other doors. I'd not seen my nephews in several months, not since before my trip to England last fall, and I nearly didn't recognize Justin when he stood up. He'd sprouted up and now stood a couple inches taller than Victoria. Wow. She guided the boys toward the door. None of them broke into a run, and they greeted me with a simultaneous, Hello, Aunt Charlie. Double wow. I think my mouth hung open until I remembered to reciprocate with a polite welcome. Boys, go check in with your dad, Victoria said. He's up in his office, I said, watching them walk single file toward the hall. I turned to Victoria. What did you do to them? She looked a little worried. No, it's a miracle. A wonderful miracle, I quickly added. They just needed some guidelines, she said. It was true. Between Ron's fear of reprisal and his ex's complete lack of discipline with the kids, they'd run pretty wild the last few years, had manners, and they were basically good kids. Did I ever mention how great it's going to be having you in this family? She gave me a hug, then stepped back. You look gorgeous in that outfit. Did I ever mention how really great? We both laughed. Drake came in, eyed the front of my new blouse, sent an eyebrow wiggle my direction, and asked if we needed anything else carried to the other room. Victoria checked the chart and took a quick peek into the fridge. Looks like we're ready to party, she said. I put on my best hostess smile and walked toward the crush of people who'd begun to fill our offices. Drake pulled me aside just before we stepped into the reception room. I invited somebody. The client I just finished flying on that TV commercial, he said. I hope you don't mind. Absolutely not, 
We've got a ton of food here, and 80% of these people come from the law firms we usually work for. They'll all get phone calls and go dashing out before they have a chance to eat much. Unless we get a huge crowd, you and I will be taking a bunch of this stuff home. He smiled and nodded toward the food table. Looks like that won't be a problem. Ron's boys were loading plates as though they'd just arrived from a famine-struck nation. I caught my brother's eye and gave a slight head jerk. He called a little huddle, and I could tell that he was taking charge. At least if there is anything left, we know who to send it home with, I mumbled. Scanning the reception area and conference room, I was pleased to see that someone had remembered to plug in the lights on the ten-foot tree in the corner. The candles on the table glowed warmly and sprigs of evergreen gave the table a festive feel. Victoria's fresh garland and holly wreath on the front door had replaced my old fake ones, giving the whole place a lot more fresh.